Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. Everybody, welcome. Hello, welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. Episode 44. And Tyler's glorious mustache. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I did it. Nobody, did it. Nobody can say I'm not a man of my word. Nope. Uh, you can log on to our YouTube channel, Whiskey and Wonder, and see Tyler in his glorious Almost bald face, except for the, the little Mario stash. Yeah, uh, yeah, it ain't a little stash. <laughs> Apparently, I can grow a hell of a mustache. <laughs> um, and we also posted on our Instagram and everywhere as well. Absolutely. Um, I actually, Shelby tagged along with me to the barber. And actually, you know what? We're getting into this. I have this schedule for the announcements. So we're going we're gonna to pause and circle back to this. Okay. I'm going to tell you. We're Whiskey and Wonder. I'm Tyler. And I'm Megan. We drink whiskey and we teach one another about wonderful things. Something we've wondered about. You see what I did there? Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonder. Um, you can check us out at whiskeyandwonder.com. We're on Instagram at Whiskey Podcast. YouTube, we are Whiskey and Wonder. And I would highly suggest everybody go. Actually, don't go watch this video. Don't watch <laughs> the videos for the next couple of weeks. Um if you want to see me with a mustache, go watch the videos. And our email is contact at whiskeyandwonder.com. And you can donate at patreon.com slash whiskeyandwonder or paypal.me slash whiskeyandwonder. Now, with all that out of the way, let's jump into the announcements this week. Uh, number one, I got my beard shaved. <laughs> so I hate it. Uh, and if you want to see it happening, uh, Shelby came along and filmed the entire process. It's about... 20 minutes long. And I posted saying I was going to upload that to YouTube. And then proceeded to have a lot of computer issues between now and then. And come to find out, I'm pretty sure it was Chrome that was crashing my computer the entire time. Damn you, Google. Yep. So I've switched to Firefox and I haven't had an issue since. Um, But a couple days late, but I did make sure that the video is up there. So if you want to watch me go from... Big bushy beard to Mario mustache. Go check it out. And apparently it's popular because it's already got eight views within 24 hours of being up. <laughs> so uh, uh, go check this out. Now, for anybody that's new or doesn't know, I don't normally look like this. I did this because we reached a certain number of listens, which was 2,500. Um, we wanted to do subscribers, but couldn't find an accurate way of measuring that. So I haven't talked to Megan about this, but I'm issuing a challenge for 5000 I've I've held up my end of the bargain. You were the one who came up with it. You're right. What are you going to make me do? Are what? you willing to try something? Are you willing to do something? It depends what it is. You have to dress up in a very, very formal pink dress with heels and <laughs> go to dinner with Houston somewhere decently nice. At 5,000 listens? At 5,000 listens. I'll pay for it. Okay. My treat. Okay. If you'll... I'll even join... Well, maybe not join, but maybe me and Shelby and you and Houston can go to this dinner. And okay. Okay. I yeah. Will, I... Because I originally thought shave your head. I'd be fine with that. I, I know you would. <laughs> And somebody suggested, oh, have her dye her hair a bunch of different colors. 
Uh, no, you, you don't <laughs> understand. If you're if you're not looking at this on YouTube, Megan's hair is a billion different colors. That is who I am. That is Megan. She would shave her head. Yeah, she that'd would, be easy. She won't wear a pink dress with heels in public. That like has prin- me princess, scared. Princess Peach is what I'm kind of picturing in my head. Okay. Um, That's my challenge to you. You pay for you and or friend Shelby pay for the dress. Oh, we got to pay for the dress. I was talking about the dinner. Oh, uh, we'll pay for the dinner. I need someone to buy me the dress. We'll talk. All right. We'll talk. We'll figure something out. We can find something secondhand, maybe. Okay. I mean, I can dress and heels is fine. Does it have to be pink? It has to be pink. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think uh, that's the part you don't like the most is the pink. definitely the part I don't like the most. And I'm not talking. I'm thinking a little bit of a hotter pink than Princess Peach, too. I don't know. I'll look around and see what I can find. Well, I guess that might be something that's happening at 5,000. And we will take pictures and videos. And and videos and everything. That's going to be weird. We'll see if Megan is a lady of her word. I will be a lady of my word. Pink (laughs) dress and high heels. And when I break my leg, Tyler's paying for it. (gasps) That's what she's going to sound like that whole night. Probably. (laughs) You're going to have to practice. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to like be holding on to Houston. Like a sloth, just maybe, like maybe, carrying me. Maybe we could or go a to koala, like, not a sloth. Maybe we could go to like Chima or something like that. <laughs> you know, somewhere where you get a lot of exposure, like Chima in Uptown Charlotte. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, five thousand listen, guys. Watch me embarrass myself to death. And then we're done after that. No more. <laughs> I don't want to do anything else. I might be willing to do something else. We'll okay. see. Well, we'll see. I don't, I don't We're going to see how fast we grow. <laughs> I don't want to shave my beard again. This was enough. I My beard, this is for anybody that listens in the future. This is August of 2021. I have not been clean shaven since college. And that was 2011 through 2015. And I shaved a mustache in 2017 and hated it. And so, Yeah. Well, this is the first time I've had anything other than a beard in uh, since 2017. And I want to give a shout out real, real quick to the barber who did this. I got to find him on my Instagram. All I do is cut All I do on, is Instagram. Cut on Instagram. He is fab. Brandon Sawyer. Brandon Sawyer was his name. Yep. So Brandon, you did an excellent job. We appreciate it. Everybody go check him out. I fully intend on going back to him for haircuts. Yes. Um, I know a few people. Because... Uh, if you're looking on the video, you can tell it's coming back in four You're a very hairy four person. Days, yeah. Um, basically, basically, I'm expecting to have a full beard by the time I'm back from vacation. So, well, that's my hope. But the problem is all my vacation photos will have this stupid fucking mustache. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they make... I'm going to wear a mask the entire time. Aww. Hopefully, Wyoming and Montana and... And Utah are very mask strict. Mm. <laughs> Hope. Oh, I look so bad. Utah probably. I don't know about Wyoming. Wyoming's getting. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Back to the announcements. Um, so last week we premiered the open segment. We're looking for feedback on that. So let us know what you thought about that. We're going to do it again this week. But again, we've kind of been chit-chatting a little bit about open stuff right now. So maybe we'll do a little shorter one today. Um, we're always looking for guests and guest drinkers. I do want to tease that we will have, I'm not going to say our first guest because friend Shelby has been on the podcast before uh, as a guest, but we are going to have our 
first real guest that is like yeah professional guest i think would be a good way to describe yeah he'll be here to teach us something um um and i kind of touched on this earlier but i will be going on vacation uh here soon and we are not going to miss an episode for that week we're going to record one early so it may sound a little off event wise you know something Let's just say nothing catastrophic is going to happen yeah, in the world. Yeah, hopefully nothing and catastrophic. I was trying to say like amazing or. Like <laughs> my mind negative. went black, yeah, dark. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> let's hope that no catastrophic events happen between our recording and when that premieres. So, um, as always, I want to thank everybody for the donations and support, for sharing us, for liking us, subscribing us, rating us, all the things that you do for us. If you've donated at paypal.me, slash whiskey and wonder or on our patreon page where you can find all this stuff in the show notes all the social media and whatnot if you've donated either one of those places we appreciate you so much um we couldn't do it without you so we appreciate it yes thank you guys so much and um now i guess we'll just go ahead and uh-oh uh-oh i don't have the button for the uh you don't have the the opening the bottle neither do you i don't either are you sure no uh not have opening the bottle we were gonna do the um open segment i don't know where where it is but i can bring it in oh there it is (laughs) the open segment yeah, for whatever reason. Um, 44 episodes in, and we still are not good at this. For whatever reason, it did not want to uh, load the new version of the soundboard on here. It loaded the old version. Anyway, so. We've already been kind of chit-chatting, but yeah, let's what's chit-chat new? some more. What's been going on? Um, I am working uh, as usual, and... Um, I go to the dermatologist on Tuesday. Yeah? Yeah. What for? Uh, If you want to say. Well, I have a few mills that I need to get checked out um, because I have had skin cancer before. What? Yeah. That's this giant scar on my arm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's um, from, that's a story that I can tell you guys. Okay. Um, So I was born with a mole birthmark that started to... Freak out my mom, changed colors, was really weird. Took me to a dermatologist. And they were like, oh shit, let's remove that. Um, and this was when I was maybe seven, six or seven, something like that. Um, and I I have incredibly sensitive um, skin. And I, I bruise really easily. I get cut really easily. Like I am. A I, banana. Yeah, I'm a banana. Yes. A white banana. I'm a white banana. Um, and so the, uh, doctor was telling my mom how he was going to use dissolvable stitches, which were these, I believe they were like basically new at the time. And my mom told the dude, like, that's not a good idea. Just use regular stitches. We'll come back and get them taken out. And he's like, no, no, no. She's a little kid. She's not going to want to come back and get them taken out. We're just going to use dissolvable. Well, uh, I got... I can't remember how many. It was a lot of stitches. And my body ended up rejecting them 
Nice. Yep. Um, and we had to go back to that doctor several times for the nurse to basically dig dissolvable stitches out of my skin. Um, and up until probably my 22nd birthday, I would still occasionally like once a year, a like, little stitch would pop up and I'd get to pull it out. I have not had another stitch pop up um, since I was 22, but that was definitely a thing. And that's why this scar looks so bad and so big was because my body was like, F those stitches. So That's weird. I, I actually kind of had something similar with a wisdom tooth where I got pieces of it out like years later. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I did not know that. Yep. Um, so I, hopefully I'm going to get this little annoying thing on my nose removed. It makes me look like I'm a witch. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually have to go to the dermatologist too. I have this thing right here on my leg. Is it changing color, shape? Uh, yes, it's pictures? getting bigger. I've been to the dermatologist before and they told me it wasn't cancer. But it's still getting bigger. Mm, that's a little concerning. Yeah. And so with everything that's gone on this year, yep. I might as well just get it <laughs> taken care of too. <laughs> Jesus. Um, hey, you've used your deductible. You're good. I am more than my deductible. I have hit my out-of-pocket maximum. It is all free now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, uh, sorry, behind the scenes things there. Anyway, um, I actually had an echocardiogram. How's your heart? Saturday. I don't know. They haven't told me yet. So Isn't that like an instant thing? Like Um I didn't know they had to like It is, but like it's one of those things where the technician doing it can't tell me what mm. she, he or she sees. The yeah. doctor has to be the one and I haven't yeah. heard anything one way or the other. So It's like MRI techs and stuff basically, typically know what they're looking at, but they can't say. Yeah. Basically yeah. Uh, the doctor, the cardiologist said, think about it like this. If you break a bone, just like with any injury, if you if you take a broken bone, for example, if it's worst right after you break the bone and then your body starts healing. So the one from when everything went down was fine. So this is just precautionary. But I had to do that yesterday morning, uh, bright ass early, so I did not get to sleep in at all this weekend. Um, I went to a comedy show last night at Armored Cow Brewing. Who'd you see? Anyone famous? No, special? it wasn't anybody famous. It was, um, I can't remember the headliner's name, but everybody that was involved with it, every single comedian, com uh, um, <laughs> comic, that, that's it, comic that was up there was hilarious. I kind of expected, honestly, it to be a bunch of, people that bombed that was kind of more like an open mic night comedy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were all really good. I, I was blown away by how good it was. I will definitely go back. All right. Another one. So shout out to armored cow and to, uh, beerly funny. That was beerly funny. Yeah. That That's was what clever play on words. Yep. Um, other than that, I just played around the golf today and, uh, just looking back at the statistics from the app I use, like I've, I, I can tell one thing that my approach and short game is terrible, but my driving game is, and off the tee game is really good. 
So I don't know so much. Balances you out to be average. Yeah. I don't so much need to go to the driving range. I need to go to the chipping green and the putting green. So the chipping and putting green, I guess it's all the same typically, but yeah, so that's uh, cheaper than buying a bucket of balls. That's true. I need to get the bucket of balls and find my swing. I that's what I need to do. Can teach you. I had I had my buddy that's never really played before. Shout out to you, Malfrey. Um, I had him hitting them straight today. Never played before. He started listening to what I was saying mm. and started hitting him straight. He didn't have a ton of distance nine times out of ten, but I so. I don't know. You're you're a special case because you had professional lessons. What I did. That a professional can't do. <laughs> I'm left-handed. No one understands me. You do everything that a righty does, just backwards. And it's weird. I read, and I don't know if it's true. I think I saw it on Reddit that 2,500 left-handed people die a year from using products made for right-handed people. All right, you're a left-hander. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain to me how do left-handed scissors work. I, I don't know the science behind them, but I know that if you give me a pair of right-handed scissors and I try to use them, they just like fold the paper. They don't cut through it. And like I have to... Do you have a pair of left-handed scissors? Yes. Bring them next time. Okay. I will, I've never used left-handed scissors. I want to use them. I want to okay. see what you're experiencing with right-handed scissors. Okay, it's... Yeah, it's... Everyone like sees me at work and makes fun of me because I can't use scissors. I'm like, they're goddamn red-handed scissors. So okay, well, yeah. all right, y'all. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on past this and open the bottle. Opening the bottle. This is a, another Flaviar week. So thank you so much for Flaviar for sending us this sample. I am stoked because it is another Japanese whiskey and Japanese whiskeys are delicious. Uh, This is another, don't make that face, Tyler. This is another one by Ohishi Distillery. Uh, We've done an Ohishi before. Um, Now that I'm saying that, I can't remember what Ohishi we did. It It was the, hold on, I have it right here. The Ohishi 8-Year Sherry Cask. That was episode 25. And if you would like to know what Megan and I rated that one, you'll have to either go check it out on whiskeyandwonder.com. Under the whiskeys tab, we have a list of all the whiskeys we've tried and what we rated them. Or you can go listen to episode 25. Yes. Which I have no idea what we talked about in that one. Who knows? Off the top of my head. That was a long time ago. That was. We're on 44. Almost double. Wow. All right. So um, this one that we are trying today is the Ohishi Brandy Single Cask Whiskey. So a little bit about the distillery. Um, On the Japanese island of Kyushu, next to the Pure River Kuma, there's a unique family-run Ohishi distillery founded in 1872. It uses sorcery to turn rice into whiskey. Yes, rice. Where distilleries usually use barley, Ohishi uses Japan's favorite grain to create this superb sake-like spirit. And not just any type. They use mochi rice from Kumamoto and add go (laughs) 
Gohayaku Manishi rice, grown through organic farming, and employs koi carp to control weeds, which is really cool. I imagine all like the fucking uh, koi ponds. That's awesome. Um, Ohishi's, whoa, Ohishi's brandy single cask is a blend of a small number of X brandy barrels for an undetermined amount of time, which makes it a NOS or a no age statement expression. NOS is all the rage these days as it gives whiskey makers freedom to experiment and find new awesome flavors. This bottle is a wonderful blend of Japanese and Scottish tradition and a must-have addition to every home bar. We'll see about that last sentence. Um, So already looking at it, looking at the color, it is a lot lighter, as I've noticed with most Japanese whiskeys, than colors I'm used to of like American whiskeys or uh, Canadian or even some scotches. Um, I mean, we still have the monkey shoulder on the table here um, just off screen and just comparing it, it's way lighter than the monkey shoulder, even regular scotch whiskey. So, Yeah, and that's, I don't know, I honestly don't remember or know why uh, Japanese whiskey tends to be lighter, but it normally is. Um, Tyler's been sitting there smelling it as I've been talking, so he must have some sort of opinion. Uh, Yeah, I do. It's, um, I can't put my finger on what I'm smelling. at, At first, I get a little bit of very, very, very mild burn your nose hairs. Um, but then it gives way to a very sweet smell. Um, mm. I almost kind of want to say marshmallow. Okay. But I'm also stopped up on one side of my nose. So you're going to use that excuse now forever. No, I'm not. I'm actually the good side of my nose is the one that's clogged. The bad oh. side is the one I'm sniffing through. Oh, that's weird. Well, can't trust anything Tyler says today. Um, I can definitely tell this is a rice grain because it smells like sake. Um, I don't know what sake smells. I, I've had sake. I have a bottle of sake in the in the cabinet in there, um, but I don't think I've ever actually drank out of it. This smells like bourbon flavored sake. Like I imagine it having a more sake taste with maybe like a bourbon. What does seasoning. sake taste like? It. It tastes like sake. I don't know. How. I guess I'll have to go crack that bottle open when we get done. Sake is delicious and fantastic. Um, so for those of you guys who know what sake smells like, it's it's a very heavy hitting on that traditional, um, just plain sake smell. Um, on top of that, I'm getting definitely the sweet that Tyler's talking about. I don't know if I agree with it being marshmallow. Um I took a shot. It it might be a. I definitely get some vanilla in there as well, but I feel like marshmallows kind of have a vanilla flavor. Mm, I'm. I don't know. I'm gonna call it more like a honey than a marshmallow. Mm. It just it doesn't. I don't. I don't get honey in it. I'm just all. not getting like a creamy. Yeah, I, that's marshmallow. A, that's a great word to describe it. It's creamy. That's what I'm smelling. Creamy. I'm not getting that. Well, maybe if I kind of like tip it. Okay, maybe, maybe. I might be trying to find it though and yeah, finding no, it. No, I that that's what I'm getting completely. So, all right. Well, we are supposed to be smelling 
Saki note on the nose with touches of sour floral aromas and hints of nuttiness. Okay. Neither of us smelled anything floral or nutty. Did smell sake. So. Oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to look at this yet. Oopsies. It's all right. I didn't, I didn't pay attention. I just, the only thing that I can remember off of that, there are two, and one of them was part of the smells, and sour is what it said, so. Well, I mean, I'm not getting sour. Okay, I can see the floral. I guess I was kind of, I guess when you combine that smell with the burning sensation, that's kind of everything that we've been told is floral that we've done on here. That's kind of been that. That, uh, <laughs> sorry, that distraction, Megan, like smashed her Glenclaren glass against her water glass. And I was like, the fuck? And then she like put cups her hand over it. And I was like, what? She must have caught a flyer. Yeah, that. there was a bug. A there was a gnat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, I've lost my train of thought on that. Um, um my bad. Have oh, you tasted oh, it? No, I have not. This okay. is, uh, I think I can get the floral in there. I, I, the point I, was making. I definitely can't get sour, which apparently the sour is supposed to be a thing. Um, but I'm not getting sour. Maybe I can get a little bit of floral. Um, but it's it's more that sake sake honey. Um, taste wise. Mm. That was not what I was expecting. It, That's straight sake. Is it? Well, yeah. I, I got uh the mid very Oaky. Mmm, that finish is fucking good. Oak, oaky and kind of <laughs> leathery. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm trying to save a little bit of this because, again, with Flaviar samples, smaller. we don't get a ton. Um, the it, the finish. Um, I don't. Maybe it's, I taste like butterscotch. Like a yummy butterscotch sundae. Oh, yeah. Okay. I get a little bit of sweet, but um, I get an overpowering, earthy, leathery, oaky flavor that lingers. I get that sweet goes away very quickly on the finish. Um, at the beginning, I get a very sweet, florally, honey flavor. Yep. Um. In the mid, it doesn't burn too bad. Um, that's about all I can really pick out in this one. And I, it, like I said before, this tastes like a bourbon flavored sake. Um, it, I think this would, and maybe this sounds weird. I've never heard of whiskey like warmed up before. Um, but with a lot of traditional sakis, you drink them hot. And I think if this was like nuked in the microwave for a little bit, nice and warm, I think it would be literally just a drinking, like drinking a sake. Um, it's a good flavor. I'm not bitching about it. Um, but calling it a whiskey is a little strange to me. Um, but I, I get the floral um, and the sweet on the very tip. And then, yes, it's definitely oaky, leathery in the middle. Um, and then my finish on my tongue is like a butterscotch. Uh, it's, See, for me, I've flipped that. That hmm. that butterscotch flavor 
came and went. I would call that more the mid. And what's lingering, I haven't taken a sip in since before you started talking, and I haven't. Uh, I still have that leathery. Uh, it's kind of the leather has faded more into an oaky flavor, but it's still there. Well, we are supposed to be tasting light and syrupy flavors of honey, tart apples, and sake with hints of caramel and almond. And the finish is supposed to be a subdued finish with light oak tannins and toasted almonds. So apparently Tyler's palate is better than mine today. It sounds like uh, whoever wrote that read it straight off the Flaviar card. Because that's literally everything on here. That's because it's from Flaviar.com. Oh. Well, <laughs> they did. They did read it off the Flaviar card. <laughs> anyway. Yep. That, uh, I didn't get much apple. But, um, yeah, uh, as far as smell goes, it's it's got sour and toasted on here. So I can get tart apple now that I'm looking for it. Like a green apple. One you'd use in baking. You wouldn't want to just eat it. I think. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Um, well. I, yeah, no, I don't get any. Yeah. Well, I, I still. I don't get any tart. I, it's, it's very, part of it might be because I'm stopped up my nose. That's partially how we taste. But um, I want to mention one one quick thing before we get too much further into it. Uh, so we haven't listened to this podcast in a while. Yeah. Neither one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, apparently I went back and listened to one this week, our, our previous episode. And apparently when I got the new microphone, the audio level was a little funky. I was a little bit lower than everything else. So I apologize for that guys. Um, hopefully I, I've tried to make some changes. It's a little hard, uh, on this end to do it without hearing it through the actual um, app that plays the podcast, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. So I've played with it. I've tried to make myself and Megan a little bit louder to kind of balance us between the drops and our voices. So hopefully you're not turning the music down and turning us up. So uh, I apologize for that. Hopefully we can... We, can we hit got that. it corrected. Yep. Hopefully Fingers we got crossed. It yep. Um, on that note. It's time for the wonder segment. All right. It is my turn this week. Um, I am a little ashamed to say that this is one of the shortest episodes I will have. Um, because there's just not a whole lot of information on what I wanted to do the episode on. Um, I debated making this episode about half this thing and half one of its cousins and decided I didn't want to do that. I wanted to devote a full episode to this specific creature. Um, And I do apologize if it's a little bit shorter than you guys expect or want. That's all right. Mine last week, I kind of had to finagle it to be a full-length episode, so we do what we got to do. Yep. All right. So, in the tropical waters of the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Hawaii and the Indian Ocean bordering eastern Africa, 
lives one of the most beautiful creatures on our planet. It's a walking rainbow with some species colored with brilliant turquoise tails morphing into an emerald green that continues up its body. Its head, scientifically known as its rustral plate, is Carolina panther blue, and its eyes are rose pink orbs. It boasts eight pairs of legs that vary from a fiery orange to a Ferrari red. Can I butt in for a minute? Yes. We've already done octopuses. <laughs> in case smart ass, this isn't an octopus. <laughs> you said eight legs, sorry. Eight pairs of legs. Oh, eight pairs of legs. At 16 legs, boy. Uh, all right, continue, sorry. But we aren't sitting here to talk about how pretty it is. Well, not only how pretty it is anyway. Because this creature is one of the most violent in the animal kingdom. Let's talk a bit more about the mantis shrimp. <laughs> you know what that made me think of? What? The windy shrimp from Futurama. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, if you know, um, you know. Oh, man. Oh, ruiner. Um, which is not a mantis. And it is also not a shrimp. They belong to a subclass of crustacean called Hoplocaridia. Oh, my God. I knew I should have looked up pronunciation. Okay. They belong to a subclass of crustaceans called Hoplocaridia. Mantis shrimp are the only living creature that fits into this subclass, but there were far more in the Paleozoic era. Paleo. My bad. I knew that because of the paleo diet. They're called mantis shrimp because of the second pair of limbs that are greatly enlarged compared to its body. They resemble the forelimbs of a praying mantis on land. There are more than 350 species of mantis shrimp, but they all share similar traits. It is the peacock mantis shrimp that I described before, with its body an array of vivid colors. It ranges anywhere between two and seven inches. And here's a pretty picture for Tyler to see what the beautiful mantis shrimp looks like. It looks kind of like an alien. Um, I will post these on the Instagram, by the way, so you all can see how gorgeous this creature is. It looks like a bug. Uh, It is a water bug, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, shrimp, crab, those are all bugs of the ocean. Crab's kind of like the spider of the ocean. Yeah. I feel like with 16 legs, that's kind of like the centipedes. Yeah. So, despite these stomatopods being incredibly common, it is very rare to see one. They spend the majority of their lives hidden, making complex passageways through the seabed like little sea gophers. You'd think that a creature that spends a majority of its time hiding would be a scavenger or at least not an aggressive hunter. But they, these things are nasty. They are intense. Aquariums tend to not house these guys for a couple of different reasons. One, they enjoy killing every other living thing in the tank with them. Two, 
they've been known to break aquarium glass. You heard that right. They can break glass. How? Let's get into it. You see, those neat little arms that give them their mantis name are weapons of mass destruction. These are called raptorial appendages and are divided into four segments. The mirus is closest to the body and houses the majority of the muscle. Then the carpus, followed by the propodus, and ending with the dactyl. Depending on the species, the dactyl changes shape. The peacock shrimp possesses smashers that bear the hard heel on its dactyls, turning its raptorial appendages effectively into a warhammer of sort. Other species have spearers instead of smashers, which give the creatures swords instead of hammers. All mantis shrimp's raptorial appendages follow the same basic principle, however, despite shape. These appendages generate rapid and forceful movement called power amplification. They even sound like an RPG boss. There are two steps to power amplification. One is the load phase. Basically, the muscles pull back and lock into place. Imagine like loading a crossbow. You load the bolt along the rail, pulling back to where it sits against the retention spring. The bolt will lock into place until the trigger is pulled, which releases the spring and launches the projectile through the air. So these little dudes like have their praying mantis legs and they're like locked into place like this. And they're just ready for something to come fuck with them. Um, the second uh, step of power amplification is the release phase. When the mantis shrimp strikes, it releases the latch by relaxing its flexor muscles. The appendage releases the stored elastic energy as it moves back into its original shape. The dactyl segment rotates forward during this phase at 45 miles per hour. All of this happens in milliseconds, which creates a force of 1,500 newtons which is the same velocity as a gunshot from a 22 caliber rifle. Quote, To put this in perspective, if human beings could accelerate our arms at one-tenth that speed, we would be able to throw a baseball into orbit. Unquote. That is from the oatmeal. I'll talk more about him in a little bit. The oat? Meal? Yes, it's the webcomic where I first ever learned about the mantis shrimp years ago. Okay. Yep. So, already, this punch would do quite a bit of damage. But this is a one-two punch. Because the original strike isn't even the creme de la creme of murder. That goes to the caviation bubble that forms from the strike. As the raptorial appendage moves through the water at such a fast speed, it creates extreme velocity gradients. This creates a bubble in the water with it, this creates a bubble in which the water pressure is so low that the water instantly vaporizes. The shrimp basically creates an explosion from its arm. The bubble collapsing even causes flashes of light, sound, and heat waves. It is an explosion. Well, technically, 
all explosions are are a release of energy. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It literally is an explosion. All right. Um. So when the mantis shrimp strikes, first it swings its mace at its prey. And if that initial blow doesn't kill it, the following explosion will. The prey is hit twice in one strike. Once physically by the hard exoskeleton of the dactyl, and then instantaneously after a massive explosion that rivals a rifle blast. The caviation bubble makes such a strong shockwave that even if the shrimp did not make direct contact with its prey, it could still be stunned or even killed from the force of the bubble. Using these murder weapons, mantis shrimp literally crack open the shells of mollusks and crustaceans, which is how they also manage to crack aquarium glass. In recent years, they've earned the nickname Thumb Splitter from the painful injuries they cause when a human handles them without care. I'll let y'all Google those images. I'm not going to share them, but... They cause some painful, mm. painful looking injuries for these little, like, gorgeous, beautiful, bug looking things. What? Max? Snacks. Snacks. I mean, you said they're shrimp. They are. A lot of people eat shrimp. A lot of countries do eat these shrimp. Okay. And they're supposed to taste really good. So. Does it explode in your mouth? An explosion ba -dun. of flavor? Ha ha ha. You're great. I know we have that somewhere. I can't look for it. There you go. Good job. <laughs> so, these little dudes are basically like weapons of mass destruction just in their own arms. And you would think that they would injure themselves because of Newton's third law. Every action has an equivalent reaction. And the bound back of the force onto its own body should shred it. Right? Nope. Mantis shrimp have special shock absorbers that Mother Nature built into their body. Layers of elastic polysaccharide chitin is positioned into a bolagond structure, which keeps small cracks from becoming full breaks. Human researchers, both military and civilian, are in the process of studying this structure to help develop advanced combat body armor, car frames, and aircraft panels. Now, they can't get much cooler, yeah? They're amazing rainbow murder water gophers. They are the equivalent of a BBEG in a D&D campaign that destroys every living thing it encounters but we haven't even began to talk about their eyes because these little guys have the most advanced, impressive vis visual system of any animal on earth. Their eyes sit on top of two stalks, which allow each eye to move independently like a chameleon. National Geographic says that they see like satellites see. Each eye has trinocular vision, which allows it to gauge depth and distance by focusing on an object with three separate regions of the eye. 
And if you look close at pictures of mantis shrimp, it looks like they have three pupils. And it's just these three different like apertures that are used to figure out where everything is and compare to them. Hmm. They, wow. Yep. They can see the circularly polarized light when no other animal on Earth can. <laughs> A very much not in-depth search explained the ability to see in this special spiraling light allows the viewer to determine the structure of molecules. I think. Googling. What, what type of polarized light? <laughs> circularly polarized light. Googling circle, circularly polarized light brought me to many websites on quantum mechanics. I believe it is used in the technology of real D 3d movie glasses that allow us to see 3d movies without using the old school red and blue lenses lenses. And I'm going to be honest with you guys trying to understand this hurt my head. I have no idea how to explain this because nowhere I read could put it into layman's terms. If anyone listening can better describe circular polarization to someone that is not a science or mathematics major, please email us because I still don't understand it. And I spent like an hour trying to figure it out. Well, I can't explain circularly polarized light, but I can't explain polarized light. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? You know what that is? Yes. Okay. I couldn't figure out why circularly is special. Okay. Apparently it is. Yes. Gotcha. I yeah, I don't know. I can't get uh I can't get anything to come up on my internet. Otherwise I would be Googling. Like I said, it websites on quantum mechanics pulled up. There was like talk about real D three D glasses. It I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't fucking know. I've no fucking idea. What I do know is that the mantis shrimp is the only creature that can naturally see this polarization. And frankly, scientists aren't sure why. It is speculated that it helps bring out more contrast in their underwater environment or that the shrimp can even communicate with each other using a, sec a secret channel of circularly polarized light because no other animal can see these light waves so they can send codes to other mantis shrimp that predators can't see. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Absolutely insane. And we are just getting started on their vision. If you go back to your high school biology class, you might remember learning about photoreceptors in our eyes. These are the rods and cones that allow us to perceive the world around us and view everything in color. The rods allow us to see basic light and motion. The cones allow us to see color. Humans have three cones, one receptive to blue, one to red, and one to green. This allows us to absorb and understand any color that is made up of those three colors. Houston is red-green colorblind called deuteranopia. That means he has a hard time distinguishing between greens because his medium wave cone or his green code is dysfunctional or missing. Houston isn't severely colorblind, so his cone probably is just not as sensitive to M waves instead of being completely absent because he says he can still see green. 
How does he drive? Um, the positioning of the lights. Like red lights are... I knew somebody that screwed with their significant other for years before she finally realized that the green light's on the bottom. He would just have her call out what color the stoplight was. Oh, my God. For years. That's horrible. <laughs> that is absolutely horrible. Um, that and he wasn't allowed to um, join the military. Um, he at one point talked about being like a fighter pilot. and Oh, yeah. No, your vision's got to be spot on for that. Yep. Could not join the military because he's colorblind. Um, one day I'd actually like to get him in the pod chair to talk about his colorblindness and to take a test that we can record and post to YouTube so everyone can see what he isn't able to distinguish. And I know he doesn't get why I enjoy talking about it so much, but it's absolutely fascinating to compare. Like seeing the images that, you know, they're like different dots and they have a number in them. And you're supposed to be able to say what number they are. And the ones he can't see, like there is one that is neon purple and neon green as far different colors as I can imagine. Like, and you can clearly see the number inside and Houston says they all look like the same color. It is, I, I wish I could see through his eyes for like a day just so I know how he saw the world. Um, I also want to, at some point, get him colorblind glasses that can correct your colorblindness and see how he reacts. Every video I've seen of people have them start crying. That's really, yeah, I've seen a couple of those videos. Um, so I have Googled this circular polarization. Did you understand it? I think so. Okay, explain. It seems as if the as the wave travels, it is the polarization. The it, it talked that one of them talked about having an experiment where you set up filters at like zero, forty-five degree, ninety degree, so on and so forth, and as the light would pass through, it would polarize, and it would then have to polarize through the next filter and then have to polarize through the next filter. And so what would happen is the light would ultimately do this. It would spiral. It would spiral. Um, so that's my best understanding on it, just from yeah. a quick Google search. So I got that. I couldn't understand why it's important or what we're doing with it. Because apparently it is being researched and it's used in things. Yeah, I so. I haven't got that far. Um, apparently, it's used in antennas. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. A number of different types of antennas can produce circularly polarized radiation. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to keep looking into this because this has really got me. Right? We're, we're not done I'm, yet. I'm a science nerd, so. Oh, we're not done yet. So, sorry, right. I got into Houston there no, for a minute. No, you're good, you're good, you're good. Let's keep let's, this going. Um, all right. All right, let's take that all back. Forget about talking about Houston colorblindness. Just remember, humans have three cones that allow us to see uh, blue, red, and green in any color made up of those, which is like 150 million different hues or something like that. Some animals have four cones, this allows them to see colors that humans can, 
Plus, they can also see ultraviolet light rays. Mm -hmm. There has only ever been one documented case of a human having four cones. Scientists continue to try to find more of these super-powered people, but it is incredibly hard to find them because they just think they see like everyone else and don't understand that they probably are seeing 100 million more colors than the rest of us can even imagine. Now, the mantis shrimp, depending on the species, has anywhere between 8 and 16 cones. Scientists literally cannot even begin to describe how they see the world around them. That's probably how the light gets polarized. The cones are probably all at the different angles. As it passes through, it spins light maybe. I don't know. That's that's, that's my guess based off what I understood from earlier. The peacock mantis shrimp has 12 cones. Scientists actively are researching their vision, trying to understand it, and have openly admitted that they don't know. One of the most in- interesting studies I read about is that they have applied color tests to mantis shrimp that have failed where humans will pass the same test. And this is where we're starting to get into them seeing like a satellite. Professor Justin Marshall of the University of Queensland, the Queensland Brain Institute, runs a sensory neurobiology group, which is a fancy way of saying he studies how animals view the world and tries to figure out why they've evolved that way. He's done a lot of research with mantis shrimp. 25 years of research with mantis shrimp. His current working hypothesis is that mantis shrimp see using all 12 receptors at once. They process everything without comparing what each individual cone is experiencing. This allows them to process information incredibly fast. While they can recognize an astronomical amount of color that we literally can't even begin to imagine, they do so by having to look by having a look up algorithm for what color they are identifying like satellites do satellites use an algorithm that looks up a table of colors to fill in a satellite image so basically mantis shrimp see so many different hues and so many different colors that everything gets it put into a table and they have to look up the index of that table to figure out what color they're looking at because there's so many colors. If humans with three cones can see 150 million colors, a mantis shrimp with 12, that's an... That's a astronomical yeah, it, it's number. A, it's a very weird. Um, it's a very weird physics. Uh, what do you call those? Brain puzzle, I guess. Mm-hmm. A more advanced term than brain puzzle. <laughs> but if you really think about it, and I learned this that, interestingly enough from Futurama, the show that had the Wendy Shrimp. Go figure. 
um, because they did an episode where they invented a new color or where they created a new color. And in doing so, they made the episode black and white because we can't see the new color. So it's really interesting to think that we're, what are we see? What we see as color, mm-hmm. anything with another arrangement of cones, another arrangement of, of their eye yeah. in general, just sees just stuff that we, we can't even, we can't even possibly fathom. imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's that, the, I don't know. It's, it's stuff like that, that keeps me interested in science. Agreed. 100%. Well, uh, Justin Marshall, like I said, he's been studying these guys for a very long time, 25 years. And he, with some fellow associates, discovered that mantis shrimp are able to see cancer. This was also a very scientific and confusing study to read. <laughs> I tried. So... And what I basically got was this. Cancerous cells reflect light differently than healthy tissue, which allows the mantis shrimp to see cancer before any type of tumor is actually formed. Scientists are currently in the process of inventing a camera that can use this same method, all inspired by the mantis shrimp. I first learned about these from the webcomic, The Oatmeal. And I highly encourage you to visit theoatmeal.com and read, well, all of his comics, but specifically take a look at why the mantis shrimp is my new favorite animal. I hope this wasn't too short. I know it is short for me, but I've wanted to talk about this rainbow of death for a while. Email us at contact at whiskeyandwonder.com with your favorite animal that you'd like to see us dedicate a wonder segment to. I'm, I, this has been really fascinating. I'm stuck on this color thing. Um, because I just pulled up the electromagnetic spectrum, which for anybody that doesn't know, all color is, is a small, Mm -hmm. small section of electromagnetic wavelength that our eyes, which are a form of lens are able to see and recognize. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes as far low on the on the low end. The I'm sorry, the short wavelength end of the spectrum is cosmic rays, and on the long wavelength end is radio waves and broadcast waves. So, in theory, potentially these shrimp could see. Cosmic rays, gamma rays, X rays, ultraviolet. They could they could physically see these. They could yes. see infrared, microwaves, radar waves, radio yes. waves. What's being broadcast to our cars mm-hmm. could be visible to these shrimp. Yes. What's coming out of our sun is visible. The, yep. Think of gamma particles. Mm-hmm. Like they could see where gamma particles are. Yeah. Think back to the Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. episodes that yeah there's a reason why these are being studied yeah. extensively by yeah. scientists that my 
You have blown my mind. <laughs> well, yay. You have blown my I mind. I have tonight. accomplished my job. I mush you know, my way through that quite a bit. If but. this was a cartoon, you would have blown my mustache right off. <laughs> Wishful thinking. <laughs> I mean, if I want to get rid of it, I can just shave it off. I mean, you could, but then you wouldn't have any facial hair. Yeah, I know. I dun, hate that dun, more dun. than the mustache. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's really ah, uh, you you blow my mind with this A little so, beautiful rainbows just, of death. Just the eyes, I, the punch thing that was cool. The eyes blew my mind. Yep, that's why so, I saved that part for last. Yeah, so, all right, well, we're going to. Jump on out of this. Trivia with Tyler. All right. So uh, I'm going to start by saying I'm pretty sure I've said this on here before. Megan and I don't plan. Um. We don't, I, I never know what her topic is. Yes, and we she, don't tell each other yes, what we're t- talking about. She never knows what my topic is. She never knows what my trivia with Tyler is. So this actually lined up very good today because I have an animal related. Trivia oh, yay. There is a rare turtle that lives in Australia that was discovered in 1990 when Steve Irwin found it in a crocodile catching trap. It was then named after him. Oh, I love it. So another animal related nugget there. Steve Irwin is my hero. What a fucking man. Yeah, that was, uh, I'm glad to see his kids have carried on. Yes. In his footsteps. Agreed. Totally. Bindi is awesome. I guess on that note, we'll jump on into it. Final thoughts. I had a realization as I was opening my phone to uh, um, do that trivia with Tyler. I got a, I, I, at the same time I opened it, I got a text from Shelby, um, just basically a good night text. And it dawned on me that today's Sunday. It means the weekend is over and I have to go back to work tomorrow. That's all fine and good, you know. And then I realized we've started going back to the office Monday through Wednesday and I have Oof. to get up at 5.30 Oof. in the morning. Let's finish this episode, my dude. No, it, it's not even that. It's just like, oh, <laughs> I was so exhausted by the time Friday rolled around. So got to do it, it all just, over It just kind of dawned on me. Good old American capitalism. I work. It, it doesn't apply to my job. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I know. Um. Anyway, so I was very limited on my drinking of this after the first original ones. I did shoot it one time, and that was a god-awful mistake. Um. If you watch the video, you could probably tell when I did that. So... I'm actually going to take as Megan finishes hers. I'm going to put some water in this and see. Why didn't you like shooting it? I It burned way too much. Really? I yep. just shot that little bit and it was really good. Well, I think we're going to have very different opinions on this anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you're putting water in it. I'm wondering. I don't know. 
Anytime I've added water to these whiskeys, I have not enjoyed the uh, experience. So you tell me if it's any good or not. I don't, I'm not trying it with water. I only have a little sippy left and I'm going to savor it. I like it better with water. Um, brings out a little sweetness, takes away some of the leatheriness, um, but it did make it burn more. So that to me is a con. Uh, and I do want to take a moment and say uh, this past week I I had the monkey shoulder. I didn't put any water in it, but I did put uh, some whiskey stones in it and that had the same effect as water, basically. Mm. Yeah, so just wanted to follow up on that from last week. Well. Um, so, do you want me to go first, or would you like to go ahead and go first? I, um, I mean, I've, I was the presenter, so I didn't get to enjoy it as much as you have. Um, um, but this is one that I would... I would buy if I saw it in the store. Um, I, I'm not going to order it online and have it shipped. But if I happen to stumble upon it in the ABC store when I'm there for something different, I will grab it. So I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. But if it is there, I'm going to get it even if it wasn't my intention to get it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, what, um, what number are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to give it eight. YOLO. All right, hold on. You're <laughs> giving it an eight, but you literally just said, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. Yeah. I go out of my way for tens. That math doesn't add up to me, but okay. We're different <laughs> people. Um,. I didn't like it. I didn't like it from the first sip. I didn't like it to the last sip. Um, I'm going to give it a two. A two? Yeah, that was one of the worst ones we've had, in my opinion. <laughs> that was... I'm not a fan of that leather taste. Um, it burns too much to shoot it for me. I just uh, A two? Yeah, I... Mm-mm. Apparently, I I don't like sake. I'm gonna go try the sake I've got in there to see. I might be giving that to Megan too. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, that was wow. This was uh, a brandy single cask. I usually like brandy decently. Um, wow. It like I said, maybe a three with water, three and a half. It was a little better, but yeah, I've I've uh, kind of. Realized as we've gone through some of these that I'm not a fan of Japanese whiskey. And I am. I am not at all. My highest ranking has been a, uh, I rated, the other Ohishi I rated a six, but everything else has been four or worse. What did you rate Suntory? Oh, we didn't rate it. didn't rate Suntory, damn. It, below a five. Really? Yeah. That one, like, was in my 2025 finale. Yeah, I remember. Wow. Yeah, I I have not found a Japanese whiskey that I've been blown away by. Probably because they try to emulate scotch whiskey, and I haven't found a 
I have only found one scotch that I've been blown away by. They, I, I get they're trying to emulate scotch whiskey, but they have not been successful at all with any of the Japanese whiskeys we've tried. Um, and maybe it's because they aren't using peat. They're using tannins instead. Um, but like, they've all been like really crisp and I, I don't know. I've enjoyed them. I, have uh, I've a two. Wow. A two. All right. Well, I, I, like I said, I just, from the first sip, it just, it, I, it's not my cup of tea. I was not, I, I, that leather taste. Oh, was overwhelming to me, um, and I'm that is one of my least favorite flavors in a whiskey. All right, well, so I'm, I, for those of you guys who are listening who are debating on like getting whiskey rep- recommendations from listening to us, I personally did not think the leather taste was overwhelming. It was there, but I did not think it was like a. It lingered sma- for. Like, I'd, Five six minutes after that's so I weird. Sip. Oh, I uh, I did no, not get you. that experience. So no, thank you. Okay, well, well, okay. That is that is one of our more drastic differences. It is interesting opinions. I'm just looking here. I gave one a seven, and you gave it a three. Which one was that? That was the Gowden Careless Brewery Belgian yep. Single Malt Whiskey, episode twenty six. Um, the last Japanese whiskey we did, which was from this, uh, Flaviar sample, you gave a seven, I gave a two and a half. <laughs> Guys, I'm finding a pattern there with Japanese whiskeys. Uh, let's see here. We're pretty spot on on, uh, Dave, a Gardner bourbon. You, it was, I gave it a six and a half. You gave it a three. That wasn't that different, but that was fairly different. Yeah. I'm just going through here and we're pretty close on a lot of things except for Japanese, whiskey. Japanese whiskeys, even mm-hmm. scotch whiskeys. We pretty much like and dislike the same things together. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I don't know if we mentioned this towards the beginning, but we got this from, I, I know we mentioned we got it from Flaviar, but this was the. Japanese whiskey mm, tour, tour three pack, three sampler. I am so glad it's done. That's all I have to say about that. I am sad that it's done. Um, wow. I, all right. Well, we are different people and we have different tastes. Very yeah. strange. Very strange how we're so drastically different on and this, this was, type of whiskey. This was the brandy single cask. So it wasn't even a, Saki. Although it was a rice grain, yeah. though, so that's kind of a gotcha big deal. Well, yeah, you're gonna have to try that sake and see if it's worth it. Well, um, no mailbag this week because you guys no hate us. Yep. So send us an email if you're out there listening. We would appreciate it so much. Um, Please rate us, subscribe to us, like us all the awesome things that you can do to support us that helps us grow helps mm-hmm. us if you want to donate we as always we would appreciate that um it might go towards megan's dress we'll 
when we hit 5,000. We'll see. I'm already regretting that stupid decision. Well, It's fun, ain't it? That's a long way away. Yeah, that's what you think till it gets here. And I'm pretty sure it's going to take us longer to get to 2,500 than it did to get to 5,000. We're growing exponentially. Hopefully. So, yeah. Yep. Well, so y'all um, buy me a pink dress. I'll wear it. And I have to wear heels? Pink heels. Oh, they have to be pink? Yes. Jesus Did Christ. I not say that? I'm sorry. Pink heels. Maybe Can't. even with like the... um. Pantyhose? Like white. Like Princess Peach. Oh my God. Is, like the stockings? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> you know. Princess style. Okay. <laughs> oh, you guys tune in to see if this happens. I don't think Megan's going to follow through. I am a woman of my word. So we get okay. to 5,000. I'm doing it. Okay. All right. I'm well, doing that it. My challenge. Anyway, guys. We're going to get out of here. Um, I need to go to bed. Yeah, I do need to go to bed. And, you know, you guys need to go out and get this whiskey or get one of the other whiskeys and try it and let us know. Email us. Yeah, let us know what you thought. Let us know what you thought of the uh, open segment. If you like it, if you don't like it, if you yeah. don't like it, we'll get rid of it. Yep. You just have to email us and let us know. Give us your opinion. Yep. Um, that being said, we will get out of here. We will see you next week. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us, for listening to us, for sharing and subscribing and doing all the things. And we will see you ne- next week. Uh, most important of all, don't drink and drive. Cheers. <laughs>